What's up, people? What's up, guys? Welcome to the Music Maniacs podcast uh-huh. with Side After Dark, your new favorite band. Favorite. I'm Dan Berg. I'm Sifa Graffiti. And today we're doing a special, special topic. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to get right into it and say that we're doing Mariah Carey. And I'm going to say, if you were to tell me a year ago when we started this podcast that we'd be doing an episode on Mariah Carey, not only that, but that I'd be super excited to do it, I would say, wow, you must not know me as well as I thought you did. (laughs) (laughs) But here we are, and I'm super excited to do this. We're talking about one of the greatest artists that's ever lived. Of all time and still living. So I just want to, real quick for the intro, like if you were to sum up your thoughts, Mariah, real quick, in a few words, what would you say? Songbird Supreme. And if you want to find out why we think that, then stick around. So Mariah was born mm-hmm. out on Long Island. Mm-hmm. New York. What was it, 75? 70. 70? Yeah. Ah, okay. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> And she had a bit of a troubled childhood. Yeah, pretty troubled. So she she's mixed and with what? <laughs> uh, Cake part and bird. sugar. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say she's part bird <laughs> and part human. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so she had a mom who was a white opera singer. Yes. And first of all, Patricia. Patricia. Yeah. When I read that her mom was an opera singer, I was like. That's probably the least surprising thing I've ever read. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that, uh, that kind of checks out, right? You don't say. <laughs> and that her dad was a black aerospace engineer. Check that out. Right. And so this is the 70s out on Long Island, which is pretty conservative, right? I don't really, I've never spent much time out there. Yeah, pretty conservative. Um, they were living in Brooklyn Heights before, which mm. was kind of like more of a beatnik Ooh. kind of a neighborhood. If there was a place for uh, a black guy and a white lady to be together in the 70s, which, well, 1970, because it was basically the 60s, then Brooklyn Heights would have been the place. But no, no, they had to upgrade. They had to move out on the island for the kids and their safety. Yeah, and um, their community was not a super huge fan of them. No. Um, and yeah, for, there's there's a few reasons. Obviously, because it's a mixed marriage, mm-hmm. and I haven't I don't know what Mariah's mom looks like, mm-hmm. but based on how light skinned Mariah is and the fact that her mom is Irish, yeah. she must be like the whitest of the whites. She's very fair. <laughs> yeah, like, very fair skin, average uh, yeah. Irish girl from New York. Yeah. Yeah, she might like she might be standing in front of this wall right now. We don't even know. No, <laughs> she's a little bit. <laughs> peach in color and then also i mean regardless of race i feel like a lot of people don't typically like people that are smarter than them yeah and her dad was a fucking aerospace engineer yeah he got to come in here with his brains and his blackness yeah so (laughs) the community did not welcome them with open arms no not at all not at all and um it was very challenging for mariah because for the most part her mom used to drop her to school all the time so nobody really saw her dad so she had many moments where um people were horrified to say you know the least that her father was black she said that one time she was drawing she was like four and she was already like the sensitive yeah and like she drew her family and she drew, drew her dad with the brown crayon and 
one of the teachers was like, started laughing, came over and was like, you, you used the wrong crayon. And she was just like, why are you laughing? She was like, no, I didn't. And then she was like, other assistant teachers came over because these were the student teachers, not the main teachers. So these guys were probably like, you know, anywhere from 18 to like 23 years old. So definitely still kind of kid minded. Mm-hmm. So the other teachers came over and they were like, she doesn't even know she used the wrong crayon. <laughs> like they're like laughing. And she's like, Mariah's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Exactly, you know, and then oh, like all the kids stopped working and like it was just like a very like defining moment for her, you know, negatively, mm-hmm. you know, so that's that's got to be like so, so sad. And out of her siblings, Mariah was the lightest, like she was the one that could like pass for white, like, you know, all, all her what well, her other two siblings looked mixed, like, mm-hmm. you know, so that was hard for her. Yeah, so there was that. They also, like, they poisoned their fucking dog yeah. or some shit. They burned their car. Like, they really, like, they really gave them a rough time in yeah. the neighborhood. Yeah, you would have thought it was Boston. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shout out to Boston. <laughs> so, I mean, for, I'm sure that, you know, definitely exacerbated the problems in the relationship. Yes, it definitely did. But they divorced when Mariah was, like, three or four. Right. Like, really young. Yeah. And after that, then they were bouncing around kind of, like, all over the place, right? Mariah said she moved 13 times. That's a lot. That's a lot. As a child, like, before, I mean, she think about it. She got signed. She started working as an artist at, like, 17. So, from three to 17, she moved 13 times. So, she, Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of times. Yeah, average about like what a year and a half. Yeah, like, something like that. You know, I'm terrible less. at math. I was gonna say she moved at least once a year. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't know if that's right. Yeah, at least once a year, and like you know, that's that's crazy. I mean, her mom was like a, a beatnik type of person, you know, mm-hmm. so she would stay with pretty much anybody, you know. So Mariah had a colorful slew of characters coming in and out of her life. Her mom had different boyfriends mm-hmm. as well, and like that had to be th- that's some songwriting shit. Yeah, there was definitely a lack of stability mm-hmm. for a large part of her life, like her early life. And she kind of took that, you know, the emotions and the, the pain that she was feeling and channeled it into music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, she definitely had a gift from, from before, before she even pretty much was born because she knew how to like have an ear for her mom's music. She, her mom was like singing one time and Mariah corrected her. In Italian, you know? right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I heard that same story. I was just like, wait, she was three? And she was like, no, mom, you said the wrong Italian word. Yeah. Imagine being her mom. She's like, what? Yeah. Who do you think you are? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But apparently her mom like never like pushed her to like get into music or anything. Like no. music was just around and Mariah was, was naturally drawn to it. Yeah, singing around the house with with her mom and even with her dad who she saw every Sunday after that. They would take like road trips and stuff and even he didn't like music. He didn't understand. He was a, a Captain Von Trapp, if you will. <laughs> he he was in the military and he couldn't understand musicianship as a career choice. Right. But they would be driving and singing songs that sounded like 99 bottles of beer. They would have great times and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so she was already as like, I think when she was like twelve, she was already doing like background vocals for like people that her mom knew and like stuff like that. So she was already like been in recording studios from like a super young age. Yeah, yeah, for jingles, for commercials, mm-hmm. for like um, young bands that were coming up, she would um do song um singing background vocals with them too. Yeah, and then she wanted to start getting into songwriting too with them, and they were like, "What are you kidding me? <laughs> Just sing the vocals, toots." <laughs> She's like, "No, I'm gonna do what I want." <laughs> 
And next thing you know, now she's she's only like 15, and like she's demo, she's like demo singer, she's singing demos for people, she's doing all this shit, and she was spending so much time working on music things that she was barely even in school. Right. And her classmates gave her a nickname. Yes, it was a nickname. Which I think is a dope-ass nickname. That's very young high school, right? Like that witty, witty humor. Like, I loved it. Yeah, they called her Mirage. (laughs) Because they never saw her. And that's hilarious. Yeah. I was like, damn, like, I would like that nickname. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be me like, too. yeah, I'm the Mirage. Mariah I'm, the Mirage. That's me. I'm sure she found it funny. And, <laughs> yeah. like, that really, she excelled at only one subject, which was creative writing. Mm. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, nobody, nobody would have seen that coming based on just uh, the title of this episode and the subject. Which I don't know how you couldn't excel at math, Mariah. You have millions of fans and dozens of awards. How? 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 How did you not get into engineering? That's really the question. You should have been an aerospace engineer, okay? But um, so she she did graduate, even though she was never there. <laughs> so she graduated high school. It was like, I'm going to Manhattan. I know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get into music. Yeah. So her brother yes. was a personal trainer. Right. Who already had like a few, he wasn't super connected with like the music industry necessarily, but he knew a lot of people just, you know, from training people. Yeah. And you got to think around like, let's say like the eighties, um, the personal training boom didn't really happen like that yet where everybody's got a trainer. So it was kind of like an exclusive thing. I'm thinking like, you oh, know that's what I mean? Interesting. I didn't even think about it like yeah, that. Yeah. Cause now your average Joe has a trainer, but like a personal trainer for the celebrities if you're really good you know many people are definitely going to use you so you're definitely going to know a lot of people right that makes sense i didn't even think about that yeah back in the day it's like if you had a personal trader like oh <laughs> yeah look at you <laughs> <laughs> so so mariah went and um moved to the upper west side yep where apparently she was living in a one bedroom with like three other girls yeah and i'm like that sounds about right yeah and she was meeting people through her brother who introduced her to, uh, I can't remember what his name was, but he was a songwriter. Yeah, his last, I think it's Valentine is his last name. Something like that. Y'all tell us in the comments what we screwed up. Thanks. I see his face right now. He had brown short, short hair. Yeah. Shortish, longish. But they got introduced and they started writing songs together. Yeah. Because again, Mariah was just a songbird. Uh-huh. And she already had that. And then he came in he was and met her and was like, oh shit, she's really good. Mm-hmm. And then they just started working on songs together. And they started working on like some demos for her, right? Stuff like that, which is really funny. I'll, I'll bring up something about the demo later, but it was clearly like you know they were working on the production, of the songwriting themselves. Mariah was always very involved with the production of it, yeah, and with the songwriting, and then obviously the singing. And she has an f- amazing voice, mm-hmm. y'all. You mm-hmm. didn't need us to say that, but <laughs> her voice is crazy. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely talk about that more, but undeniably beautiful voice. What was who was the singer? I can't remember now. I feel dumb. Who? The songwriting partner introduced her to who brought her to the the party. That's Brenda K. Starr. And yeah. she, she did have, I remember hearing that song on the radio as like a baby, the one that Mariah did over, I still believe. So like, I, like, I feel like I was like a tiny tot experiencing Mariah while I was not experiencing Mariah. The Mariah experience. <laughs> But yeah, Brenda K. Star was a hot like pop star, but kind of freestyle music, ballad, stuff like that, um, that would play on the radio. That's kind of right up Mariah's alley. I could see her totally being a backup singer to that particular artist. Yeah. Uh, funny story about that. So she came in to sing some backups for her. Yeah. And, you know, Mariah did her thing. And Brenda was like, 
You trying to take my job? What is this? <laughs> and then she punches Mariah in the gut. <laughs> yeah, and then she walked away. Um, no, she walked back. She walked away, and then she walked back and said, "Okay, I'm keeping you with me." <laughs> yeah, she said, "You know, on the second thought, I don't want to beat you up," which is like a testament to like really cool like sisterhood, brotherhood, uh, family in the music industry. Right. You know what I mean? It's not every day that you find an artist that's like hearing another song or sing. <laughs> another singer and is like wow she's amazing i gotta introduce her to so and so usually yeah. it's like i gotta get rid of this girl fast like, i was gonna say it could be and this is something i'll talk about more a little later it could have been super easy for her to just be very jealous of mariah yep because if you are a jealous person i honestly mariah would be an easy person to hate on yeah yeah because it's like it's like there's no reason that she should be that beautiful and that talented all in the same body. It's like, just it's unfair. Just, like Mariah is an example of life being unfair. She <laughs> has all that talent and all of that just in one package. It's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like she would be an easy person to hate on if you were if you were prone to jealousy. Yeah. But Absolutely. Brenda was not that person. No. She was like, I like you. I'm I want to stay I want to stick around you. Yeah. You know, so she takes her around and she brings her to some industry events, some industry parties. Yep, the big suits are there. They're cigaring, they're uh, Brandy Alexandering, you know. They're scotching. Yeah, they're yeah. doing it all. <laughs> and um there was one executive mm -hmm. at one of these parties. Yeah. By the name of Tommy Matola. Yeah, she um Brenda tries to talk to Kind of three guys that are standing together. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Tommy, tough guy Tommy, we'll call <laughs> She goes to hand the tape, right? To <laughs> yeah. somebody else. Yeah. And Tommy's like, that's mine. Exactly. <laughs> and um, so apparently Tommy had the tape. He was the president of Sony. Yeah. And he had just gotten promoted, I believe, to be the president of Sony. Yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, congratulations, Tommy. You were a young guy doing all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so he has the tape. And on the way out of the party, he's listening to the tape. And he says to his driver, holy shit, turn around. <laughs> we got to go back. Oh, yep. This girl is insane. Yeah. So he goes back and Mariah was already gone. He found her slipper. He found her glass <laughs> and slipper. And then he was running all around Manhattan. Where is the magic slipper? Somebody bring me to the magic slipper. All the way from Washington Heights to the Battery Park. He was looking for the magic slipper. Um, and eventually he found it. Mm -hmm. And... He uh, made an offer to sign Mariah. Yes. At the same time, there were some other people offering to sign Mariah. She had another deal mm -hmm, on the table. <laughs> so what do you do? You start a bidding war. That's what you do. And uh, again, Mariah's only like 18, 19 at this point. Yep, yep. And it's just like, whoa, you're offering me like, whatever, like $350,000 for mm -hmm. a contract? Mm -hmm. Like, what? what is this? Yeah. This is, is this really happening? Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Um, so Tommy won the bidding war. Yeah. He outbid the other person by like 50000 or something. Yes. Yeah. I think it was 350 Right. And then, yeah. So she signs with him at Sony. Yeah. And immediately he's very... Um... <laughs> so I was watching a documentary and like, I don't know if they meant this as a joke, but they were like, yeah, Tommy was immediately like very hands-on. And I was just like, <laughs> did you mean to say that? I don't know if you really did, but... But he was very involved with, like, um, the beginning of, like, her career and, yeah. like, her album as far as, like, the production of it. Like, when he wanted the songs to sound like, he was kind of controlling about the sound and the albums. Yeah, he, he was protecting his investment on Overdrive. Like, yes. You know? And, again, this was... Mariah was the first artist that he signed as the president of the label. Yeah. So not only was he, like, obviously, I want to recoup my investment, but I, he was like, I still have shit to prove. Definitely. 
You know, he wasn't like, you know, big time guy. I mean, obviously he was big time because he was at the top, but it's like, I'm brand new to this. Like, I still got to prove to everybody around that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And um, kudos to him. Uh, well, it's obvious why he became the president and CEO, because the way he helped do those songs, even though Mariah says that the, her versions she felt are better than what ended up coming out to the public um those songs are amazingly done yeah yeah she found them to be overproduced yeah i was gonna say that's how you know mariah's a real one because she was talking about that she was like yeah honestly i thought my demo was better than some of this shit on the album <laughs> but you know it's in the past yeah I'm like okay yeah let him know how you really feel yeah he even controlled like the videos and stuff too which i definitely have to stay vision of love even as a child i remember loving the song like absolutely loving it but thinking this video is so boring <laughs> like i would turn the channel but i because the song was on the radio all the time so you couldn't miss it yeah but when the video came on it was just like let's see what else is on like <laughs> oh damn <laughs> sorry mariah no no sorry tommy <laughs> <laughs> Mariah knows she was like in yeah. a turtleneck, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tommy was like, "You don't show any fucking skin." Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because they were were they like involved romantically yet at this point? I don't know what the timeline of that Not is. Not yet. I mean, you know, when you like somebody, especially if you're an older guy, you're like 20 years older than a girl. If you like them, you're already setting the wheels kind of in motion. So I kind of want to say he was kind of courting her anyway, like grooming her to yeah. be his girlfriend in a way where it's like, I just got to get her in a certain mindset. So when I finally get my mitts on her, <laughs> she knows what to do. Yeah, and he was like recently divorced and shit. So he was he was out there. Um, but um, I want to talk for, for a second just about how amazing her fucking voice is. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. Like, there's some, there's a lot of talented singers out there in the world, obviously. There's very few people that I've listened to and consistently have been like, how is this even possible? Yeah. Like, how are we the same species? Like, it's, this is crazy. It's She's not. She's not. She's an ethereal creature, and that's just what <laughs> She's part is. dolphin. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> bird and dolphin, that's what she's mixed with. She's half bird, half dolphin. There you go. All amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she... Um, some pages say five octave range. Some pages say seven. I'm going to go with seven, just for New York. I'm going to go with eight. <laughs> how about that? Prove me wrong. And like her whisper singing, she said she got that um, from being in such a tumultuous environment. It mm -hmm. was a very violent at times in the house. It would be her father against her brother and a lot of arguing between her parents. So she learned to whisper, like, you know, and just keep kind of quiet. She was the baby. Like her siblings were in double digits and she was just like, you know, like seven, eight mm -hmm. already. So she learned how to do kind of like a whisper type of singing and that would like pacify her as well. And she also said that she found out in a way that she could sing after she knew she could sing from one of her friends. They were walking home together and her friend was like, when you sing, it's like a whole bunch of instruments are playing with you. And she was like, wow. She, then she knew she had something. It's funny you say that because the thing that always stood out to me, even before I like really got into like who Mariah was, because I got to say like who I thought Mariah was before and who she actually is is like so fucking different oh. that it's almost kind of embarrassing for me to be honest oh you had her in like a julie andrews kind of category i just had her like no i'll be real like so this is the thing like i mean i i was a freshman in high school in 2009 okay so it's like by the time i was an adult or like caring about music mariah carey had been so big 
for so long that it was almost like corny to me. Okay. You know what I mean? If somebody was like, oh yeah, like I want, I'm going to go home and listen to Mariah. It's like, oh what? Let me guess. You like the Beatles too? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, I never didn't like her. Yeah. But I just didn't really understand like who she was. Like I just saw her as like, you know, there were so many like really big pop singers that are basically just like the front person of this whole group of people in the, the label that are writing the songs that are producing and she, they're, she's basically like the face of it. Yeah. But that's kind of what I thought Mariah was, and I could not have been more wrong. Yeah, it's it's hard to not be a fan after a while. Like for me, um, Mariah, like we've reacted to some of her songs and stuff, and I'll see certain album covers, and I'll literally ask, like, "Oh, when's what what era is this?" And and when I was doing my research last night, it's like I know more than five songs from every single album like word for word you yeah. know and i haven't bought one album sorry mariah sorry. i haven't bought one album but i, I am either. a fan yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well it's it's funny you brought up the reaction so this is what really spurred my whole change in mariah's because you know uh check out uh side after dark youtube we do reactions and um we were doing reactions to Mariah, and I remember the first time it came up, I was like, all right, like we'll do Mariah, like whatever. I wasn't super like excited about it. Mm -hmm. But then I remember listening to it, I'm just like, oh my God, like this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like this track was just made like exactly for her, like her voice sounds so good on it. Yeah. And then what really blew me away was the comment section. Because mm -hmm. people were telling me in the comments, well, you know why it sounds like that? Because she produced it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? She produced it too? And yeah. they're like, oh, and she wrote it. I'm like, oh my God, well, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. And then the other thing that blew me away in the comments is like, you know, we do a lot of reaction videos. And a lot of the comments would be like, oh, like, you know, I remember where I was when I first heard this song, or, you know, this song reminds me of this, or blah, 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 blah. But the comments on the Mariah videos were like, Mariah is my queen. Mariah is the greatest artist ever. Yeah. Mariah is this, Mariah is that. Like the amount of love that she got, yeah. I was like, whoa, I must be really missing out on something here. <laughs> <laughs> like it was intense. I was like, this is blowing me away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, I must have misunderstood what Mariah was. And that's kind of what led me into, you know, doing more research and listening to more Mariah and then to doing this right now. Because yeah. again, like what I thought she was versus what she actually is, could not have been more wrong. And as a person that tries to make myself seem like someone that knows a lot about music, I feel kind of embarrassed about it now. Oh man. But it is what it is. I'm fine to be embarrassed if it's if it's for Mariah. Yeah, if, it, if, if some good came out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to say that. Um, so yeah, the first album comes out and it does super well. Oh yeah. And she gets working on the second album. Mm -hmm. And again, Tommy is still really like controlling. I know. The sound and the whole, all of it. Yeah, because she's winning awards already, and he's still like, no, I still got to control this. You're not good enough. <laughs> yeah, and around this time, they actually they start getting you know romantically involved. Yeah. And that's another reason, like I said earlier, like I could see how some people would, it's easy to hate on her. Mm -hmm. I could see how some people, if they didn't understand the talent, would just be like, oh, look at her, just trying to sleep her way to the top, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they were like, he, she's found a new exec and he's going to bankroll her like princess lifestyle. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it doesn't matter who you're hooking up with. If you don't have the talent, the people are not going to fuck with you. No, not at all. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter who's pushing you. If you don't have the stuff you're not gonna sell yeah yeah she got a lot of criticism some people were saying like well is she really talented or does she just know how to sing well interesting you know is she a technician or a singer well the other thing is that um 
she wasn't really like touring at this time because she had like a lot of stage fright mm -hmm. and just the, the vocal prowess of these fucking songs is crazy mm -hmm. and she was like if i'm doing a performance like i gotta like not talk for days i gotta completely rest my voice blah 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 so she wasn't really doing a lot of shows mm -hmm. so people were trying to be like oh is she just like a studio singer can she not really do this blah right. blah 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 because you know after the first two albums she's she's huge she's at number one signals she's winning awards you know all this stuff yeah so what she does is she goes on mtv unplugged yes which it kind of sucks that that kind of thing doesn't really exist anymore. That was the most awesome thing, uh, MTV Unplugged. I mean, they made albums out of those after a while. Like Nirvana had one, Jodeci had one, Mary J. Blige as well. Um, Eric Clapton just who? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of him. Can you tell me about him? <laughs> he's just this. He's a new singer. He was relatively a new singer at he plays that time. Harmonica? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, and the banjo. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And Eric Clapton debuted his, like, you know, soft, unplugged version of Layla, which mm -hmm. is, like, like that was the first time I had heard Layla, so I didn't even know it as the rock and roll version, but you got to see a lot of great things on yeah. MTV Unplugged. Well, even Mariah released her, well, not, well, the EP was released from that show. I guess that was Tommy's decision. I don't fucking know. But, yeah, they released that also because that was proving they were like, no, she can really do this yeah this yeah. is not like just a studio thing like look at this yeah and just to show how great she is it's like a day before that unplugged performance they were like well we want you to do a cover song and she mm. was just like she didn't know what to do and then she just decided to do i'll be there by the jackson five so she prepped that like a day and a half before and that's like such a beautiful version mm -hmm. it's unreal absolutely and so around this time they get married, right? Mm -hmm. Tommy and Mariah get married at some huge, <laughs> extravagant ceremony upstate, right? Barbara Streisand was there. De Niro was there. De Niro was an usher at the wedding. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> and she's only, what, how old is she? She's like 23, yeah. 25 then? Yeah, 23, and he was like 43 or something. Like yeah, that. like exactly 20 years older, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's so crazy. Imagine being Mariah. You come from this tumultuous childhood and you're just bouncing around all over the place. And the next thing you know, you move to the city. And then a few years later, you're selling number one. You're number one artist. Like you're getting married to this super rich dude. Like your whole lifestyle is just completely different. Yeah. That's she, a lot to it, handle. It is a lot. And she does mention it. She says that um, when she debuted on the Arsenio Hall show, because they, they put her out on that show. She was so happy. And that was a huge show at the time. Yeah. And she said she was literally singing on stage. And she was like, I was just like sitting in my apartment wondering when I would make it like just last year. You know what? I think I have faith. I think she'll go far. Just, I think yeah. she might make it one day. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah, so so they get married. But at the same time, Basically, every album from this point, she's wrestling back a little bit of control mm -hmm. in the music. Mm -hmm. And the thing about Tommy is that he kind of likes control. Yeah, Tommy didn't even want the wedding pictures as a cover story. After yeah. that huge, extravagant wedding, he's like pissed that they want to put a cover story. You can't have it both ways, guy. Yeah, I <laughs> literally remember the paper. Like, I don't know if it was the Daily News or whatever, but it was on the cover. Like, I remember that. It was definitely on the New York Post, right? <laughs> <laughs> At least one of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
but she, you know, again, she is super creative. She's writing this stuff. She can produce all of it. And even, the, isn't there like a um, kind of um, controversy about her not getting some production credits that she should have gotten on the first couple albums? Definitely on those. And then after she put her foot down. But yeah, they were just like, they were actually using her advice, but not giving her the credit. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, then they'd have to pay her more, you know. And who wants that? Who wants that? But she owns all her shit now. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so she's trying to wrestle back a little more control slowly. And Tommy doesn't really like that. No. And I think they were only, they only were, they were married for three years? Like um, uh, the papers say not uh, to five years. Like, oh, okay. I don't remember it being that long. I, f- I felt like they got married, then they got divorced. But I was yeah. a kid. Like, yeah. So it's so then she ended up in kind of a weird position mm-hmm. because she was still signed to the label of her ex-husband. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a great place to be for anyone. Yeah. You <laughs> go to any work. workplace to be still having to work with your ex. Not that's at not all. Good. So she was in a weird situation, right? Um, and she's taking back more control of her records mm-hmm. and she's really expanding what she's doing at the same time. Yeah. And Tommy wasn't happy about that. Not at all. Because now she's so in skin, she's being who she wants to be, and he's just like, Oh, how how dare she? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Know, yeah. She listened to a lot of like hip hop and R and B growing up. Um, just being from New York, that's just what you do. And um she wanted to add some like hip hop flavor to mm-hmm. her repertoire. Yeah. It's funny, I was just watching an interview um, with her where she was saying, like, I didn't do that because I thought it was going to sell well. I did that because that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And people weren't doing that at the time. Yeah. It was very, like, people, it was like, you had rock, you had pop, you had R&B. It was, like, very separate. Like, the lines weren't blurred that much. Right. But she was like, this is the music that I want to make. And even, like, the label was like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, I don't know if that's going to do well or whatever. But it... Clearly did very well. It has been super influential for a lot of people that have come afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Tommy was definitely wrong about that. Like, you know, um, she says that she remembers, Mariah remembers when they were like sitting around and somebody asked her, what did she think about Diddy? And Tommy's like, Diddy will be shining my shoes in two years. (laughs) (laughs) Did he really say that? Yeah, he didn't. Well, his name wasn't Diddy then, but yeah, he said that. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, I think he was wrong on that one. Uh, just a little Possibly, bit Possibly. Maybe a little bit wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's doing songs with like Boys to Bed. She's got ODB on the track. Yes, what they hated that as well. They were like, <laughs> Tommy was like, what? She played ODB's verse for him. And he's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> he was like, I could do that. <laughs> no, you can't. No one can do what ODB did, okay? No Check way. out our Wu-Tang episode. Yep. <laughs> but, um, damn, we're a promotion machine right now. <laughs> yeah, check out uh, Music Maniacs Wu-Tang episode if you want to hear us talk about ODB. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she's expanding, and then at some point, she's like, all right, I got to get off of Sony. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to still deal with this shit. Yeah. So she, she gets off of Sony. Yeah, she finishes her contract with them. She, they, yeah. She would... <laughs> Listen, you got to crank out some albums before we can let you go, <laughs> Songbird. This is a business here. <laughs> so she signs with Virgin Records yes. for $100 million. I mean, Dr. Evil <laughs> stepped in. $100 million. <laughs> and that's just, I mean, that's a lot of money now, obviously. Yes. But in whatever, 2099, whenever that was, mm-hmm. that's a ridiculous amount of money. It really is. It really is. What are you going to do with all that, Mimi? But this is the thing. So obviously there's a lot of pressure associated with all this fame and all the success that she's getting. Yeah. And now you have a hundred a corporation throwing a hundred million dollars behind you. 
that's a lot of stress. Yeah. Because not only are you expected to make music, but you're expected to get that money back. Yeah. And she was putting pressure on herself even before that because she was she had number ones like 10, 11 years in a row. Mm -hmm. She was just getting awards and she made herself into a workaholic because yeah. she, she didn't want to go back to where she was before, you know. She so, wanted to go back to the island. Yeah, you know what I mean? Where she's like tortured by, literally tortured by people. And um, she decided that she was just going to work. She was going to get on a plane. She was going to go to Minneapolis with uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. She was going to crank out three songs. She was going to hop on a plane and go right back. And these producers were like, they had never seen anything like it yeah. in their life. They were like, what is this? And they worked with Prince. <laughs> you know Shout what I out. mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, from the time that she got signed until, like, the early 2000s, she just did not stop yeah. for a straight decade. Yeah. Like, you got to take a break at some point. Yeah. Or something is going to go down. Yeah. And, and it's, it's yeah. weird because, like, being young at that time, you didn't even feel kind of annoyed by it. Now it's kind of different with Celebrity, where, like, if you come out with an album all the time, all the time... Now it's like you have to do brand deals mm. and now you have to be on like social media. So it's like an onslaught of you. Right. But with her, it was just straight music and video. So it didn't feel like, you know, she was like super saturating the, the market, at least to me. I don't know. Tell me in the comments if it felt like that to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she was just working like a crazy amount of output for so long. And then at some point, all the pressure kind of caught up to her. Yes. And oh, and she was working on that movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Glitter. She, I mean, and that's a movie that she had written and she wanted it to, to go forth. And yeah. Yeah. Did you see that movie? I did not. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I knew right away that it was not going to be a good one. Yeah, well, apparently the people kind of agreed with that. Yeah. Because it did not do very well. It didn't. It didn't. It really didn't. So now Mariah is under a huge amount of stress because also her albums weren't selling as well at this point. Right. It uh, The whole new, the pop and hip hop was like, you know, we loved it. Like, you know what I mean? Those of us who listen to hip hop and stuff and we love Mariah singing. She was always on R&B radio from Vision of Love. Like, mm. so nobody did not know Mariah. But like the masses, you know, out in middle America, you know, they weren't necessarily feeling that as much. So but we're not saying, look, she charted. OK, she may have not been number one. She was like number five. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, it's not like she wasn't great. Hey, guys, you enjoying the podcast so far? Don't forget to share, like and subscribe to Music Maniacs with Sight After Dark. And if you really like it, make sure you check out Patreon.com slash Music Maniacs. We're doing bonus episodes for you guys. It's pay what you want. So if you want to support us, every dollar counts. It helps us to do this more and to make more content for you. So check it out. Get a bonus episode every month. And let's get back to the show. Well, this is kind of the problem with, like, I think early success is like if you come out with the gate number one there's only one way to go from there yeah you know what i mean like number one number one a number one b <laughs> no nah, it's like if you come out it's like if you do even a little work if you come out number two it's like oh no yeah you know what i mean yeah so now brutal she's got a lot of things going on that are not great no she her album her albums aren't doing as well the, the movie flopped i i really wish i had time to watch the movie before we did this but mm -hmm. I, I just didn't but yeah, um, she was the lead in the in the movie as well. Yes. So it was really all this whole movie was like her. It yeah. almost it probably felt like a referendum on her as a person. Yeah, I'm actually you know? getting flashbacks. I have seen some parts of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but not the whole thing. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I remember a club scene definitely. So yeah. So apparently, 
she had a little bit of like a breakdown. Yeah, I watched that episode. Like <laughs> I, I watched it live. So on TRL? Yes. Yeah. So TRL, it's funny because Total Request Live, right? Yes. I know TRL was a big deal for a long time. Yeah. At their their studios in well, that was Times Square, right? Yeah, that was Times Square. So apparently she showed up unannounced. Yeah. And started handing out like ice cream to people. <laughs> yeah, she came with a little good humor truck, and she had on this like a halter top and these really really short shorts, and she had on like. Uh, not mules um what are those like high wedges she had on like wedges so it's just like i to me she was kind of always over the top she was getting there and showy especially yeah. since the honey video she was always doing a lot so i didn't really see it as her breaking down you know especially when people would be on mtv they right. kind of always overdid it like it kind of seemed par for the course yeah to yeah. me but then after dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Afterwards, I mean, <laughs> yeah, just she had a you know a bit of a breakdown. Like we said, I mean, we're talking about over a decade of just nonstop work. Yeah. And that's enough pressure in itself. But then you get all the money involved. Then you get you know the 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 movies and the albums not doing as well. And mm -hmm. she had a little bit of a mental snap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the label was fucking done with her. Yeah. Yeah. They got rid of her. Well, they bought her out. They bought. This is so crazy. Like. They bought her out for like $28 million or yep. something like that. They paid so her to leave. She literally made $50 million from Virgin Records in like a year. Mm -hmm. And for most people, it's like, oh, wow, that's great. You just made $50 million. But like, you got to think about it. They basically paid her to fuck off. Yeah. That's kind of embarrassing. Even yeah. though you're you're loaded, I mean, you're making a shit ton of money. That's fucking embarrassing. And yeah. that's happening on a worldwide stage. Yeah. And everybody knows about it. Everybody's watching. And I mean, and they were like relentless. Like they were digging into her relationships. They were blaming her for Jeter's losing streak because she was dating Derek Jeter after a while. They blamed her for that. Like, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. So she took a little bit of a much needed break. Yeah. She, I mean, it was only like four months or something. It yeah. wasn't like a crazy amount of time, but she just, she wanted to work, Yeah, but she clearly needed to, you know, reset. Rest. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so she did. And she then did. she came back swinging, singing, which was it? Singing for the fences. <laughs> singing home runs. Yep. Just like Cheater. Yep. Um, yeah. She comes back. For, what was the name of the, the comeback album? A Butterfly? Was that the one? I, I There's a lot of albums. I kind of get them confused in my head. Yeah. I, I know there's Emancipation of Mimi and there's Butterfly. And I get those two confused. But she brought a whole bunch of all-stars because she signed to Island. Mm -hmm. And that brought on like Diddy and uh, JD. Oh, you is, mean the, the shoe shine? The shoe shine. <laughs> just kidding. Shout out to Diddy. <laughs> um, yeah, Jermaine Dupree. Like she just had an all-star team. She brought the locks in. You know, I mean, it was just crazy. So, yeah, she starts soaring there, too, like, you know, and, and then making, like, undeniable hits again. Yeah, and she just goes right back to the top. And it's crazy. I mean, she was like, I didn't know this until, obviously, we were researching for this. Um, she has the second most number one singles of anybody all time mm -hmm. after um, the only, the number one is this, um, some band from England, the, the Roaches? The Scarabs. I can't, I can't remember. Oh, the Beatles. Yes. That, oh, that's who it was. My bad. But that's four people. I was about to say, <laughs> it takes four guys to be one Mariah. Okay. I'm just saying. Like, that's bad impressive. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, and again, I still can't, I can't believe that I didn't know this shit. Like, I'm mad at myself. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, where have I been? For Take it easy on yourself, Dan. No. 
<laughs> I refuse. I'm about to go on TRL and hand out ice cream. <laughs> but yeah, so she comes back straight up to the top. And kind of, I mean, I'm not going to say that she needed to redeem herself necessarily, but that's a redemption story if I've ever heard it. Yeah. You know what I mean? She just comes back, number one again, selling again. again biggest star one of the biggest stars in the world if not the biggest star in the world yeah you know what i mean yeah. and that's just it's just a great thing to see to, to see somebody go through that and like collect themselves and come back because you could easily go through some shit like that and just never come back it's true it's true not just like talent wise but also just like fame wise like you just can't handle the fame anymore yeah you know yeah but she she did so i mean then then she she starts getting into acting again mm-hmm and is apparently way better this time. Yeah, she does the movie Precious where, you know, it's interesting. She became the exact opposite in the movie. She became the exact opposite of what Mariah Carey is, you know, which is kind of like a princess. People call her a diva, you know. And in this movie, she was like a downtrodden social worker. Yeah. You know, and I, I didn't see the movie Precious. It seemed a little like too much for me but i remember clips of different people's acting and clips of her acting was believable mm. you know i definitely feel like if you want to see the movie it's a worthwhile watch because i i definitely feel like she did her thing in that one too yeah she really she really just was doing her thing and um at this point so what ha when was the thing with like her and eminem that was around like 2005 2007 that was around right around the emancipation of mimi album didn't she come out with a why are you so obsessed with me why song? are you so obsessed with me yeah eminem <laughs> needed somebody to pick on and even though i was a fan of shady at one point it's like he's not gonna pick on the on the other rappers you know what i mean he's not gonna battle those guys <laughs> so they need to find somebody, you know. And Machine Gun Kelly hadn't come out yet. Yeah, <laughs> he had to wait a little bit. <laughs> um, and then wait, and then when did she marry Nick Cannon? She married Nick Cannon recently because her kids. I mean, this is like 2013, maybe. No, no, it was before that because they met at like I know they met at like the Teen Choice Awards in like the mid 2000s. Okay, so maybe that was probably like 09 or something like something that. like that. Yeah. yeah. Which we're terrible. I, I I saw an interview with him. He's just like my whole life. If anybody asked me what my celebrity crush was, I always said Mariah Carey. My sister told me he said that before I saw the interview, and I was just like, really? That's so interesting that he yeah. like manifested that. He really did. And then, and then apparently, so like at the the Teen Choice Awards or whatever, they were like presenting an award together, and like he was just kind of like in like awe that he was like standing next to her and she was just kind of like are you okay yeah <laughs> but then I, I don't know i guess they they met up again and they connected and they got married and they had two three kids? two kids they have uh twins rock and row what are their names rock and row it's moroccan and um i forgot the other one's name but their nicknames are rock and row and she says that That's every time cool. yeah every time that she hears um when they do odb's lyrics when she's performing um fantasy she was like when he says i'm a little bit country i'm a little bit rock and roll she's like it sounds like he's saying rock and roll she's like that's so cute odb the prophet the nostradamus of rap <laughs> oh man that guy was so entertaining um okay yeah where are we where are we <laughs> We're at the Teen Choice Awards. She married. She had some kids. I mean, we're going through her life pretty fast. And yeah, I kinda, we're really excited. We're kind of blowing through this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel like everything happened so fast to me because I feel like I always was hearing her on the radio. Mm -hmm. And when she made that statement about having like number ones for like a decade, 
I remember thinking like, really? Like it's, it's been, been that long. It's been that long. Like that's just crazy. Yeah. And to be and to that point, like there, like I said before. I mean, we were talking about this. Like I wasn't always a huge lamb as they call the mariah fans mm-hmm. as i only recently found out <laughs> but i was looking back at like her number one singles and i was listening to them and i was just like oh i know like all of these songs yeah <laughs> like, isn't that crazy is, i'm like how did well, there's definitely the songs that i was like i didn't even realize this was mariah yeah you know what i mean okay yeah i mean like the we belong together song i, mm. I know for sure that was like oh five and I remember thinking like that's one of my most favorite songs, but I didn't even know until I did the research like how huge it was. Like obviously it was on the radio all the time. Obviously they did a video for it, but like I personally like really really loved it. But that song soared as well. That yeah. became like internationally known, yeah. you know. And to me it sounded like a like a hood classic in a way because it mm. had a little bit of like a, a hip hop flavor to it even though nobody was rapping it sounded like something that everybody in the neighborhood like in the city like on the east coast would like really really love but no it was like international the world of it yeah yeah and that's really a credit to again not only her songwriting but her production skills because mm-hmm. and that's something that we talked about and when we did reactions to her it's just like the way that she's able to make the instruments and also her voice like work together mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah. Like the way that she layers her vocals, it's like everything fits in so well. And it's funny, I don't remember if I said this before, when you were saying um, her friend told her that her voice, it sounds like instruments like playing with her. Yeah. Her, like the whistle register, which I can't even attempt to imitate. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be listening to a song and I'll hear that and I'm like, wait, is that a voice or is that a synth? <laughs> like, I, I'm like, this is a crazy note to hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, Mariah might be the only superstar that has fans of multiple species. Yeah. Because yeah. the dolphins fucking love her. They absolutely love her. <laughs> that's the craziest. That's one of the craziest videos I've ever seen. Like low key. Yeah. Y'all should check this out. I wish if I don't know how copyright works. I would love to just put it on the screen right now, but I don't yeah. think we can do that. Yeah. But there's literally a video of her just like in the water, like playing with some dolphins. Yep. And she does like her high note, uh-huh. and the dolphins straight up fangirl on her. They definitely do. They wanted an autograph. Like they're like, was- <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> like, they, she speaks our language. <laughs> You know what I mean? I've so never cute. seen that. I've yeah. never seen some shit like that before. It blew my mind. And if, totally. y'all, if y'all know us or you follow us at all, I fucking love dolphins. <laughs> I've had a lot of dolphins encounters. I'm from a beach town in Florida. <laughs> and dolphins are the best. And they literally, like, the, the look on those dolphins' faces. Yeah, yeah, the mouth open. Like, did you hear this? Did you hear this? Like, they literally look like, you know, the videos of, like, you'll see, like, um, like the teenagers when, like, the Beatles are playing. Yeah. They're like, ah, that's what the dolphins look like. They definitely did. And I read some, somebody had a comment on that video, which I thought was crazy. It's like, um, dolphin, the way that dolphins' ears are, most, like, human voices are too low for them to hear. Yeah. So they were like, that might have been the first time those dolphins ever heard a human. Uh, I doubt that, but um, that's I'm like, hilarious. I don't fucking know, but that sounds cool. <laughs> they d- <it's> definitely <laughs> you know? time. That's the time that they heard a cool human. The rest of us are just all right. Yeah, but she, she speaks their language. They're like, sing me another song, Dolphin Queen. <laughs> yeah, so they do end up getting divorced. Her and Nick. Yeah. Um, but she still is, puts out great music. Of course. I yeah. mean, she she's clearly just one of the most talented people to ever do it. And it's an amicable divorce. I mean, Nick obviously has things to do. He's like, I got more kids to make. Exactly. <laughs> I need at least six more. <laughs> and then didn't he, didn't he like challenge Eminem to a rap battle at some point? He did. And it's like, Nick. That's just a mistake. Just come on. <laughs> you know, maybe challenge him to an acting battle. 
Yeah. And even I mean, then, it's it might be. You know. Yeah. I mean, we could do an Eminem episode at some point, but no, no one wants to see him in a in a versus. <laughs> no, I mean Eminem. I mean, you put Eminem against Jay Z, and it's still like you know, arguably who won, who lost. I know who won, but. You tell us at home. <laughs> you tell us who won between Nick and Eminem. <laughs> but um, yeah, okay. So then, what? Else? I don't. I, it's hard for me to even keep track of how many albums she's put out and how many albums she's put out that have gone number one. Yeah, and and I don't want to say I stopped listening, but um, you know, when radio kind of started dying down, and when I wasn't playing the radio anymore, that's kind of when I lost track of all of the hits that she put out some mm. of them i'll hear from time to time but right around butterfly emancipation of mimi that was like that was my personal like mariah carey catalog from vision of love to like butterfly emancipation like all those albums are undeniably great albums to me and um well before she even put out those emancipation albums we have to mention the holidays because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. she is also known as the queen of christmas as if as if being a songbird wasn't enough you know what i just realized i think that might have been another reason why i thought she was corny when i was younger probably i didn't even really piece that together until right now yeah because i'm not even i'm so like i'm fucking super into christmas songs but like (laughs) but then you would always hear her around christmas yeah and i'm like oh fuck is it this time of year again already i'm here mariah yeah (laughs) you know what i mean i personally am not sick of that song I just have to say, but I also am personally not sick of Stairway to Heaven as well. So I'm Good a little bit you. of an anomaly here. <laughs> but that's but that's one of those things. Again, like we were saying before, like it doesn't matter what kind of like machine you have around the artist. Like if you're not good and the songs aren't great, they're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, there's a lot of artists learning that right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that in that the Christmas album that was like '94, '95, like mm-hmm. that was dur- that was when she was still up with Sony, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So the fact that she put that out so long ago and it has that has become part of the Christmas lore yeah with all the holly jolly christmas all of that with everybody with bing crosby with nat king cole with elvis like she's there with them yeah and that doesn't happen by accident right you know what i mean like you have to be killing it to make it to that level yeah and it's like now as long as you know christmas is in commercial commercialism is involved with christmas that song is never gonna go away no not at all not at all yeah like i love her whole uh writing process because um you could see like the time change like when she was younger and she was writing songs she would do a tape recorder by her bed Mm -hmm. or she would call herself on the answering machine and leave (laughs) leave a message of of her singing and she's like now you have notes on your phone you have all these things that you can just record yourself i thought that that was great and then also she would wake up from like dreams and the song will be like in her head right or she'll be like walking down the street and like the song will go and she wouldn't even like technically have time to get into the song because she would hear so many different versions of the song Mm. and that's when she really started incorporating other artists like musicians and stuff like if she brought in a great pianist they can play what she was hearing so she could like take that out of her focus you know what i mean they could like run a mile with that and then that could like enlighten her and make her want to pull out the actual words more as opposed to okay well like what does the piano sound like what does the bass sound like what is it like you know Mm -hmm. so that's a really cool uh evolution for her yeah and that's something interesting too i'm glad you brought that up because i was watching an interview so first of all she's in the songwriters hall of fame yeah so shout out shout out to her and the hong that hong kong the songwriters (laughs) hall of fame for 
rightfully putting her in. Right. And she was saying, I, the interviewer, I don't remember what interview this was, but they were like, why do you think that people don't think of you as a songwriter? Well, clearly you're a great songwriter. I mean, you're the fucking songwriter Hall of Fame. She's like, I feel like it's just because people don't really like see me at a piano yeah. or with a guitar. Yeah. But it's like when I was a little kid, like I was always able to write poetry and I was always able to write melodies. And I was just like, oh, well, if I just combine them, that's a song. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I always thought that was interesting. And she was like, yeah, like I can write a song on a piano, but like there's people that if you're actually a piano player, you're going to know that I don't really play piano. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you see songwriters as big as she is, you just figure that there's a machine writing the songs for you because that even happens to this day. And it happened with her um, her colleague, the great Whitney Houston. You know, Whitney was just as a great just as great of a singer but Whitney wasn't writing like all of her songs she wasn't mm -hmm. like super involved with the production that was Clive you know <laughs> so shout out shout but, out to the Don you know and all of our great singers like you know you see like a Barbara Streisand like a uh, Judy Garland like you know what I mean these people took these songs and made them theirs right. definitely but they weren't necessarily writing the songs. so that's what happened with her they were like you write music See, that's exactly what it was. That my literally my whole life, that's what I thought that Mariah was. Okay. I didn't realize that she was writing this shit. And immediately when I heard that, I was just like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's one of those things, like, I've always thought about this. Like, I feel like if you have people writing the song for you, and this, I don't know if this is going to sound weird, but like, if you have people writing the song for you, I feel like you're a performer. I don't know if you're really an artist necessarily because you're not creating it yeah you know what i mean yeah like you could be a great performer for sure mm -hmm. but i feel like to be like a re like an artist like it has to be from you yeah you know what i mean yeah because what happens when like your your hit maker you mm -hmm. know separates from you you know and then the the, the, the quote-unquote talent has to show now like right. you know what i mean like that's the only thing that I, yeah that makes me like agree with you as well like yeah you're not necessarily an artist <laughs> but you're there you could come along yeah so that's <laughs> so that's yeah it's again it's just like i've just completely i can't believe how wrong i was about what she is yeah like the fact that she writes all the songs that she produces all the songs and that she could sing like that mm -hmm. i'm just like i it, how could you what else could would you want her to do right you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what? She has to play ten. She has to be Stevie Wonder and write and play every instrument also. Exactly. Like, like what does she need to get all the credit? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know that's crazy. You mentioned Stevie Wonder because that is her most favorite artist of all time. You know, and rightfully so. Stevie is like an absolute genius, and she was just like she feels like he sings from like a holy place. Like you know, she doesn't even know where he gets his her. She doesn't know where he gets his inspiration. <laughs> He's the inspiration. Check out our Stevie Wonder episode too. Uh huh. <laughs> but yeah, it it's just it's just amazing, like all the talent that exists within one person. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. And again, like it's just it's just kind of unfortunate the way that some people see her as like just a, a diva of just like some person that doesn't have all the talent that she has. Yeah. Because also another thing about that is like I feel like her be who she is like i don't think she feels that she has to prove that to anyone yeah she knows that she's that that good yeah you know what i mean yeah 
what really like um made me like get into her as like you know besides just being like this songbird is like one you know she's from here she's from new york and i didn't even kind of really believe that i was like mariah Carey's from new york like it, it you know this image of her is so different and i'm talking like before she even really got into like the whole hip-hop thing but when you hear her speak when you hear her wit when you hear her humor then you find the person you know yeah. what i mean and for the most part, like I'm, I'm not saying she doesn't love Chanel and she doesn't love like fine things and stuff. But for the most part, she's just playing with you, you know, like when she's like darling and all those, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, she's yeah. just joking, you know, but at the same time, don't give her any less than 350 count sheets. Like, you know, oh, come on. don't mess around with about her. The queen here. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Um, I heard like um, I don't remember what producer it was, but I remember they were working with her and they were expecting her to be a certain way. Yeah. Like even people that are in the industry working with her, they expected her to be a certain way. They were like, oh, he's, she's probably going to fly in on a private jet, which she did. Yes. And she's probably going to show up with an entourage of like 20 people, which she did. Yeah. But then they said as soon as they got in the studio and it was just them and her, she was so like down to earth and yeah. just like about the music. Like yeah. she wasn't anything like how they thought that she was going to be in real life right and that's it's such an interesting and like that's i feel like that's just a fame thing yeah you know what i mean mm -hmm. because you it's so hard to actually you know these people that are so hugely successful like her mm -hmm. it's so hard to actually know what they're really like yeah especially from you know back in previous eras when you didn't have the internet and you couldn't just see all these interviews with them all the time like all you really had was the music and what people were saying about her yeah and i think that's the um the image that you know sony tommy kind of created versus like who she really was and why she felt the need to kind of break away right from that because it, it, that has to be like upsetting to you your person you know what i mean when mm -hmm. people don't really know like what you're like and who you are and they're just calling you one thing and you're not right yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that so many people do realize who she is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just, it's so funny. Like like I said, like, I just could not believe the amount of love that she got on the videos that we did reacting to her. Because so, we've done so many people and, you know, a lot of artists get a lot of love. But the, just the, um, the sure amount of love, I feel, like, I feel like I could feel it coming out of the screen of the comments. Yeah, I, I honestly was thinking, like, people kind of forgot about her at, um you know that's the feeling that i got i didn't think we were going to get like that many views um because i felt like you know there's so many other pop stars now and this generation kind of um tends to forget about the greats you know mm. that came before kind of wants to bury them right away so uh, that's why i felt like that wasn't going to happen but i do know her fans are diehard fans i didn't think that they would all come to our channel and watch and comment and be so happy that we were we're like even talking about her yeah and i feel like maybe that is like one of those things like what we were saying like there is this kind of perception about her and then to see people like understand that the perception is not the reality if yeah. you're like a big fan of hers it must make you really happy yeah because you know like you feel like kind of like emotionally invested in her yeah and you kind of know who she is that it must make you excited to see other people realize that uh-huh like i hope that people enjoy if anyone was watching or listening to this i hope that y'all enjoyed it because Again, like, I'm just so excited to know what Mariah actually is yeah. versus, like, literally, like, five months ago, I completely thought she was something different. Yeah, that's cool. You know? So I just want to thank, like, everyone that's watching or anyone that brought that up to us in the reactions because I never would have... 
I never would have realized how wrong I was. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. I would have went my whole life and be like, ah, Mariah, she's just blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, no. Yeah. She really has it. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to uh, get a voice like that for a while. You know, um, uh, I think Ariana Grande is great. That's kind of like the next Mariah Carey they were kind of saying. But mm. it's just, it's totally different. Like, I just feel like... Uh, I don't know. I feel like if you could bring them both in the same time frame, I feel like Mariah would eclipse oh, Ariana. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, I mean, like I said this before. There's only there's only only two singers that I've listened to that because you know there's a lot of talented singers, and I get some people are just born with more natural talent than others. Like this is the way of the world, but there's some singers I'm like, you're super talented, but I understand that you just have this talent. But there's only two singers that I've really heard consistently that I'm like, I don't understand how this is possible. And it's Mariah and it's Freddie Mercury. Yeah. That I'm just like, how is this even a a thing? Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is crazy. You got to have a little racial injustice, you know, to to be a great singer, it seems. You got to have that problem. That's the key, I guess. Yeah. You know, Freddie had an issue being... um, from Zanzibar and um, in more like a white community, mm-hmm. you know, trying to have to prove himself, leading a new band um, where there was somebody else as the front man for that band, and all of a sudden they brought this guy in. And <laughs> <laughs> like, if you've seen the movie, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, "Where's Tim? <laughs> Who's this Packy?" Like, like, literally, like, I I hope that Mariah donates her body to fucking science because I do understand how it's possible. To yeah. make some of the tones that she like, I'm like, what is going on in her vocal cords? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of those sounds, those great, great sounds, are born out of a lot of pain. Like, if you listen to her, like, young story, it's yeah. just like absolutely gut wrenching. She had some friends in junior high who pretended to be her friends. They mm-hmm. finally let her hang out with them. And they all go to the main friends, like grandmother's pretty much mansion, just a big house out on the island. And they are like, come on, let's go into this room. They all take her in a room and they all start yelling at her, you're a nigger. Like, oh. and they keep saying it over and over. And so like she drove out with them for a sleepover. So she had to be with them. She couldn't leave. Yeah, she yeah. couldn't leave. So they were just, and she burst out crying. She was like thinking that some adult would hear somebody crying and be like, you know, stop this. Or nobody, nobody came to stop it. No, she's like, she doesn't even remember how she left there. She doesn't remember the drive home. She doesn't, she just remembers that moment. Like things like that or crazy or getting a lead singing role in in one of your school plays and your dad walks up there to give you flowers and everybody's silent like who the fuck is this guy you know like experiencing that or bringing your friend home to school and having your dad surprise you you didn't know your dad was going to be there at your house your mom was there and your dad comes to surprise you and he's like hi sweetheart and your friend starts crying because she's scared of your dad like like things like that like i mean a lot of those sweet sounds are they have to be born out of like pain you know yeah. it's like crazy definitely that i just like curious like physically like how does a voice even physically able to do that yeah like I, like the like the dolphin noise i'm yeah. like how is this physiologically possible yeah you know what i mean like, I, I all i know is like all the grades have a really serious story growing yeah. up like i i I just constantly see that like you have some great uh 
performers and stuff who have like reached like the top and everything like that but actual like vocal technique creativity you know being able to stand on your own and like be in certain and we've re- we've reacted to some of these people like a stevie wonder who's mm-hmm. blind like you know what i mean uh johnny cash who- allegedly <laughs> Sorry. Johnny Cash, who came from like a very like alcoholic father's background, you know, watched his brother die basically and stuff. And he's in like three different halls of fame. Like, you know, I'm talking about those kind of greats. I definitely feel like there's a lot of negativity that has to impact you somehow that, Mm -hmm. you know, like, what do they say? The sharpest sword goes through the hottest fire. Like, you know, things like that. Like, I feel like that has something to do with it. It does, because her mom's an opera singer. Her mom can hit those notes, but can she hit them like Mariah? Right. You know? Billie Holiday. Yeah, Billie Holiday is another great example. Like, it's very interesting. I don't know somebody who, like, I consider, like, amazing. Even, like, a Michael Jackson. Like, you know what I mean? His father beat the (laughs) crap out of him. He's performing in strip joints at five years old. Like, I don't know anybody that I love musically like that who hasn't gone through some type of torture you know uh, to be like that kind of vocalist and creative person you know you'll have people that have their spurts like let's say like let's we'll pick a jimmy page who doesn't sing and stuff like that but he did music for a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. like he wasn't able to like go through like to now you know what i mean and you know what i mean like his greatest moment was in the span of just maybe like 15 years right you know what i mean and he's a great he's somebody who i think is like phenomenal but like there's a certain sound there's a certain creativity there's a certain longevity that just for some reason has to do with absolute pain right and that that goes on to the whole you know the whole tortured artist yeah thing and that's always the something people talk about they're like like can you be a good artist without pain without you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, where does that art come from? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Even, I mean, there's so many you could think of, like Kurt Cobain. Kurt. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. He had pain in his stomach. Like, you know, Prodigy, who's one of the greatest rappers of all time, like, had sickle cell and was constantly in pain. Like, yeah. you know, like, there's just so many that you can mention. And it's like, I don't know. I'm going to go... Um, make a lot of Cry. Pain, pain for myself oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go throw myself off the roof and survive and, and start singing oh you're gonna pull a ketus yeah <laughs> okay. it's the only way to be great um yeah well i guess i guess the positive is that they're the, a lot of those people are able to take that pain and make something beautiful out of it yeah and that's definitely what mariah was able to do yeah and then here we are talking about her you know we never met her, you know, spoiler alert. But here we are. We fucking love her. Yeah. She, I mean, everybody in the world knows Mariah Carey. Yeah. I mean, she has cemented herself as one of the greats, period. Yeah. Even if you were like, you know, my dumbass self five months ago that doesn't realize how great she is, you know who she is. Yeah, absolutely. And you probably know a couple songs from her without even, maybe you don't even know. Yeah, very true. She said that how when she was growing up, she, she didn't even know anybody else with her name. And when she was older, she met like one black girl with the same name Mariah mm-hmm. I think she was like over her 20s probably 30 and now she's like to turn around and see like people are like naming their kids Mariah like right yeah, yeah. And that yeah that's crazy I didn't even think about that and then also like you know maybe her her putting that in her pain into the art is able to help other people that are going through similar things yeah she's had tons of fans say like you this song saved my life this mm-hmm. song made, and i mean i can attest to that like we belong together like that song was like so like therapeutic for me you know for at that time and then also my most favorite song from her is make it happen it has kind mm-hmm. of like a 
like a late 80s, early 90s kind of house-ish uh, R&B pop sound to it. Yeah. And even then, when I was hearing it as a kid, that song was influential and it made me aspire to be like greater like the words you know she not many years ago i was abandoned and alone without a penny to my name I was so very young and so afraid and she's like she held on to her face she struggled she prayed and mm-hmm. she's like and, and it's like you're gonna make it happen it's just like hearing those words it's like it's very 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 like invigorating and it helps you go forward right and that is coming from her because it's like if somebody just on the street corner saying that it's like well what what did, i don't know like really <laughs> but it's like you've seen that she came from that yeah and that she was able to get to where she is it's like no it's like that really is possible yeah like that is really a thing yeah. like that's not just words on a song like yeah. that's life yep you yep. know what i mean yep yeah so crazy well yeah shout out to mariah so tell us in the comments why you love mariah <laughs> tell us about your favorite songs yeah your favorite albums perhaps any memories uh-huh. that you have associated with mariah's songs <laughs> Tell us if you met her ever. That would yeah, be pretty cool. That would be cool. Tell us if you got some of that ice cream from her at, <laughs> at TRL. I know. If you, were, if you happen to be up the sidewalk that day. Um, she was always kind of over the top to me. Like I remember the MTV Cribs episode when it premieres, and she's like on her Stairmaster in heels. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah, she was. And I remember my stepbrother saying, like, she doesn't use that thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, not with heels. <laughs> Oh, the cameras are on. I gotta. <laughs> that that's she was at the stairmaster with you. I gotta look that up. She's so over the top. Like that's what I'm saying. Like around that period, like everybody was kind of over the top. Like yeah, I never yeah, felt yeah. like like she was going through so much. Like she gets in the bathtub. She's like, I gotta go take a bath now. Bye. <laughs> well, I mean, not to just talk about cribs, but that whole fucking sh- the whole the whole idea of the show was completely over the top. Yeah, definitely. And even half of those houses weren't even theirs. No, not at all. <laughs> Like, totally rented but hers is probably actually hers yeah i think so <laughs> but um i don't know if you if you were worked on uh mtv's cribs you let us know there was a clip when she's like jermaine dupree's like talking about her and they're showing him the episode of cribs he was like i don't even go in that room because i'm scared i'm gonna break something or whatever and she shows a picture of herself with a black guy and with a white guy and jd's like there's a picture of me right now he's like oh wait that's Stevie wonder never mind <laughs> Oh, I definitely got to go look up Mariah's Cribs, ep- Crib- Cribs episode. Oh, yeah. After this. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, do you have anything else? Do we get everything about, like, her story? Did we miss anything? I mean, I mean, the awards. So she even got an acting award for that Precious movie. I know that. Um, uh, no, I mean, she's, uh, what is it, like, five Grammys? I don't know if she's got more than that. She should have after, more. Yeah. But, like, 15 But who gives a AMAs. fuck about a Grammy? That's true. But... Um, if you're going to give a Grammy to anybody, give it to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the kids, the husband. I mean, she's doing well now. She's doing um, master classes with mm-hmm. like other artists and stuff. She did one with Brandy the other day. I saw a comment in uh, one of our comments that told us to check it out, but I had seen it before. And she and Brandy are just like singing, and she asked Brandy to sing something a certain way, and Brandy didn't sing it like exactly, and she's like, <laughs> Like, <laughs> goes like this like yeah yeah it's just it's just amazing how talented she was and is and how she was able to go from that that low point and just come right back yeah and then now she just like seems like a relatively well-adjusted person and yeah. mother like yeah you know yeah. what i mean she yeah. doesn't seem like a 
like she's having a fucking breakdown. No, not at all. She's having a good time. Um, I love her. Uh, she had a concept of time, and she was like, "We don't talk numbers and ages." Like in my crew, she doesn't. She won't say how old she is mm. and stuff. And she just feels like she doesn't want to be like laden down with time. Like you know, if you can do so much in a frame of existence, then who cares if it's like oh she did this at this age that age and she's right. or or she may be too old for this or that like i think that's just what she's just saying as she gets older she doesn't want anybody to like count her in dog years and be like you know it's time to put her down or anything <laughs> like that so well, i love that too time is just an endless stream yeah and humans just decide to separate it into little categories <laughs> you know so I don't are we gonna end with that? <laughs> yeah, so don't worry about time, people. It's not real. Yeah. Um but yeah, so this was Music Maniacs with Mariah Carey inside after dark. Yeah. And um thanks for being here. Definitely thanks, tell your friends about it if you enjoyed it. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash music maniacs. We're doing bonus episodes. Yep. And it's kind of a donation thing. So whatever, if you can pay anything, every dollar helps us to keep doing this. Hopefully we can make more episodes and and do this, you know, full time. So check it out. We appreciate you being here and we'll see you next time. Peace. I'd give anything to not hear you whine and cry about.